Hello and welcome to Changing Birth. I'm your host, Hannah Wilsmore. I'm a midwife, award-winning childbirth educator and life coach, and I'm here to make birth better. I've worked with hundreds of families as they prepare for the arrival of their baby, so I know all about the highs, the lows, and everything in between. In this podcast, I share my knowledge, practical tips and insights so that you too can have a positive birth and transition to motherhood. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. Today I am sharing three easy ways that you can support your mindset in the first trimester. Often I feel like the first trimester as far as preparation and mindset work can be a little bit forgotten. We often focus on birth or perhaps on mindset in pregnancy around building confidence in our body and releasing fears and that kind of thing. But the first trimester for a lot of people has some really big highs in that they're expecting a baby, that that excitement, that happiness that may come with finding out that you're pregnant. Um, But it can also be really challenging as well. And that can be all multifaceted, you know, for people, um, you know, it may be a surprise baby that they weren't expecting or you weren't expecting. So um, there can be, you know, a whole host of emotions with that. Of course, it may be some of the physical challenges or the emotional challenges that come with the first trimester for a lot of people um, that may start to really affect our mindset. So I wanted to focus on that in today's episode because I think supporting our mindset is really important at all stages of life and particularly in the first trimester, which for many people can be challenging and a little bit isolating. I wanted to make these tips really easy as well, because I think in the first trimester, it can be so tough that we don't really want to be adding anything else extra to our plate. So I want these mindset strategies to be really easy to implement to support you in the first trimester. Just a quick reminder that my preconception and first trimester online course has launched and the special launch pricing is available for one more week. So if you are currently in the first trimester of pregnancy or you're planning a baby, this is the course for you. I will pop the link in the show notes, but it is all about supporting your mind, body and your baby through the first trimester, as well as a deep dive into all of your different care provider options so that you can choose the right one for you. This is something that I have been supporting my one-on-one clients with for a number of years now, and I know how important that first trimester is in the decisions that you're making and the care provider that you're choosing and the impact that that can have on your birth experience. So I'm really excited for this course to be out in the world. I'm really really happy with all of the content uh, that is in there when I was recording it. I was like, yes, this is, this is stuff that people need to know. And as a midwife, we have a lot of insider knowledge when it comes to birth choices and care provider options. And I just really wanted to share that with everybody. So let's go with these three ways to support your mindset in the first trimester. Number one is acknowledging the emotions that may come up. So the first trimester can be filled with lots of emotions. It might be excitement and happiness. It might be worry and uncertainty. And this is totally okay and really normal. It's important to acknowledge and embrace these these emotions and to know that it's okay to be feeling like this. I've talked about this before on this podcast, but it is okay to be feeling two things at once. So you might be 
really happy to be pregnant and excited and grateful to be pregnant. But you may also be feeling some uncertainty or some overwhelm or even some grief around how your life may change and all kinds of different feelings may come up and that's totally okay. It's okay to be noticing both of them. We don't have to just be happy and just be grateful. We can experience that full spectrum of emotions and I think that's really important. So how do we acknowledge these feelings? I think number one is that mindset that it's okay to be feeling like this. It really is okay to be feeling like this. It's a great idea to share your feelings with someone, whether that is your partner, whether it's a trusted friend or a family member or someone that can provide you with support and understanding. Journaling can also be a really helpful strategy that I know a lot of women find quite helpful. So just getting a blank piece of paper and getting those thoughts out of your mind and onto paper and just free writing. And that can really help us to access our subconscious. And sometimes for people that can provide some really good clarity. We know that being able to take the time to express yourself and how you're feeling and to talk through your emotions can help to alleviate stress and can help your mindset. And for some people that is, yeah, chatting out loud with somebody. For some people it is journaling. Remember that there is also some really fantastic professional support available as well. We have some fantastic counsellors and perinatal psychologists who are really here to support you throughout all stages of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. And that includes the first trimester and the preconception period as well. So often the first step is going to be chatting with your GP and they can recommend different providers. And that can really be super important to know that that support is out there. Um, And the first trimester, again, everybody is different. Some people have a really positive first trimester, but for a lot of people, it can be incredibly challenging and having that support and knowing where we can get that support is important. There is also PANDA, which is a wonderful organization. PANDA stands for Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia. And they have some fantastic resources on their website and they also have a helpline. I've talked about them a lot on this podcast, but I really hope that everybody who is pregnant or is postpartum knows about their services and their resources. And I will pop that in the show notes. But again, please don't don't feel like you you can't reach out for that support if you're finding that time really mentally challenging. On to strategy number two, and this is implementing easy self-care. And I want to emphasize the word easy here. So really acknowledging the incredible job that your body is doing. You are growing a whole other human. I really, I don't know that there's anything more important or as as incredible as that in our entire lives, right? In our entire world. I really just, yeah, it's incredible what we can do as women. So just really acknowledging that and giving your body and your mind the time and space that it needs where you can. Thinking about what you could take off your plate in this time. What easy self-care could you implement? So it might be considering with what you're eating for dinner. Maybe you get a meal delivery organized, or maybe you just really lower your standard of what you cook at dinner. And maybe you have eggs on toast or, you know, something really 
easy or a toaster sandwich or something like that. Something that is simple, doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of brain power. can also work quite well because a lot of people in that first trimester can feel uh, quite nauseous with particular foods or particular smells. And sometimes for people that might be uh, cooking meat, that's a really common one. So yeah, you might decide that you're going to have easy meals that don't require a whole lot of cooking. So that's an option. And remember that this is not how it will be for your whole pregnancy. I think sometimes, you know, we can bang on as health professionals about how important nutrients are in pregnancy and they are important. However, in the first trimester, if you are feeling rubbish, if you are feeling nauseous, if you can't get certain foods in because you just bring them back up, then we've got to focus on of what we can do and what we can eat and knowing that we have an entire pregnancy to make up for those those nutrients. So just take the pressure off yourself in that first trimester with your nutrition. And this is just one example, but it might be things like it might be with your work, you know, could you change some things around just to take the pressure off? And I know this isn't always an option, but is it an option for you to work shorter days for a period of time? Or are there some projects that you can put to the side for a little while? And I want to say that I know this is not always going to be an option for people, but if I think about myself and a lot of my clients that are self-employed, we have a lot of choice over what is going on in our work and our business world. So maybe it is pushing back a launch or maybe not taking on extra shifts in that time period, or maybe it's even things like um, if you are a shift worker and you work night shifts, maybe chatting to your manager about whether you could not for the next couple of weeks, just while you get through this tricky period. Again, I know that's not always going to be an option, but just really thinking where can we take things off our plate and how can we allow it to be easier. And then I want you to consider what self-care you could implement. And to me, self-care is anything that supports our well-being. And I actually think taking things off our plate as mums, as pregnant people is huge and is a big form of self-care. So that's why I've sort of started with that. But it might be things like listening to a five-minute meditation when you're on your lunch break. And there's loads of um, meditations available. Insight Timer is a really great app that I love and recommend to a lot of my clients where you can pick the time of how long you want to do that meditation for. And it will bring up heaps of different ones, which is really nice that fit that time parameter. It might be going to bed earlier, you know, really prioritizing your rest and prioritizing your sleep. And for some people, myself included, that doesn't even feel like an option because I was just so tired in the first trimester that I I just couldn't stay up. I had to go to bed super early and I had to have naps throughout the day. Maybe it is taking a walk instead of your usual gym class, or maybe just doing some stretches at the end of the day. Again, remembering that this isn't forever. If you were thinking, oh, I want, I thought I'd be, you know, this, this active person in pregnancy and I thought I'd be still exercising and maintaining mobility. And that's really important for my uh, emotional health as well. I get it. But again, can we acknowledge where you're at at this point in time? And knowing that for the vast majority of people, their energy really does bounce back in that second trimester. And yes, sometimes then there's a dip in the third trimester to get closer to birth. But for most people that I'm working with, they're noticing a distinct improvement in how they feel moving into that second trimester. So that's when you can get back to being more active if that's something that you want to do. But for a lot of people I've worked with, their exercise routine has really gone out the window in that first trimester. um, And that's okay. On the flip side, 
if you are feeling well, we know that exercise can really help our happy hormones. So if you want to keep exercising, most of the time you are able to continue with the exercise that you were doing pre-pregnancy. There is some consideration. So we need to be really mindful of your body temperature. So just make sure that you're not getting too hot, that you're not exercising out in the heat. Definitely avoiding things like hot yoga, that type of thing where we're deliberately trying to increase your body temperature. That's not something we want to be doing in pregnancy. Uh, Of course, you know, contact sports and that type of thing we also need to be really mindful of. So chat with your midwife about exercise or your GP around exercise in pregnancy. It's always a good idea, but some people are feeling up to it. But also if you're not totally okay, you can come back to it later. On the topic of meditations, if you're a hypnobirthing mama, you may like to use some of your affirmations or use some of your meditations. Now, I usually recommend starting a hypnobirthing course anywhere from around 20 weeks in pregnancy. However, if you've done a course before, you can, of course, start using those techniques earlier if you choose. And if you're doing, say, the online course, you might register earlier and then you can start having access to those meditations before you sink further into it when you get past that 20-week point. So then on to our third and final strategy, which is to seek support and education. Often, A lack of knowledge is what can contribute to some of this overwhelm and some of the fear around pregnancy and birth. And so educating ourselves can really help to alleviate a lot of this fear and anxiety. So consider where you can start to build your knowledge. Hopefully you've got a care provider who is really supportive and you also feel like you can chat to them about any concerns and you can seek that support from them. As midwives, I love how varied our role is and how varied our scope is. And so much of our role is supporting clients with answering their questions and helping to alleviate anything that they're worried about or helping to provide some more information so that they can feel more confident in what is happening with their body or different strategies that they might be able to implement to help work through some of those physical symptoms of early pregnancy that are challenging, things like that. We can help quite a bit as a care provider. So really leaning on your care provider during this time, if you if you feel that you if you feel that you need to or would benefit from that. And then building education is huge. So reading books, listening to podcasts, doing courses that are going to support you with the knowledge that is going to help you on your journey is huge. And there's never a time where that is too early to start. So you can absolutely start building that knowledge during the preconception or during the first trimester period. Now, sometimes you've got to be a bit proactive about this because sometimes depending on the care provider that you have chosen or the hospital you've been zoned to, you may not actually have your first hospital appointment until after the first trimester. So you might be seeing your GP in that time, uh, but you might be feeling a little bit in limbo with maybe not having access to midwives yet or not feeling like you're maybe able to have all your questions answered because your GP obviously doesn't work in the hospital. So this is where building the knowledge yourself, seeking out that information through books, podcasts, courses, one-on-one consults, that type of thing is a really good idea. Starting to build your community can also be helpful. So engaging in conversations with other expectant parents, other mums, it might be through Facebook groups. There's often a uh, due in group. So it's usually a couple of months. So it'll be sort of like the due in May, June, July 
2024 Facebook group. They're often Australian groups, which can be helpful. I think um, you've got to be mindful. This goes for, for anything. My hypnobirthing clients know I talk about this. You've just got to be mindful of what you're consuming and how it's making you feel. Some people find those groups really supportive and just a lot of reassurance and community support from other people that are going through things at the same time, which is really powerful. However, others find it quite overwhelming and maybe a little bit negative or a bit stressful and then it's not going to be helpful for your mindset so you're the best judge of that right we're all individuals and we're so varied with what's going to help us and I want to mention that because I think that support of others who are going through a similar journey can be super helpful however as sometimes those Facebook groups can be a little bit intense so just just be aware of that Sorry about the intermittent beeping, guys. Um, I've got the baby monitor on. Some of you are probably not familiar with that noise. I'm sure many of you are very familiar with that noise in the background. Um, I really have embraced the idea with this podcast around letting go of perfection with editing and with the quality. I really, I try and do my best, but if I made sure that there were no other noises or things like that in the background, it just honestly wouldn't, wouldn't happen. And these episodes wouldn't get out. So if you hear that beeping, it's just the baby monitor on while Archie has his afternoon nap. Of course, on the topic of building knowledge, I would love for you to join my preconception and first trimester course. It is a new course. It is jam-packed with lots of information to help you navigate this time, to have more confidence in your body, to help alleviate and work with some of the common pregnancy symptoms. And we also chat quite a lot around supporting your mindset. I talk about affirmations. You receive a free affirmations printout that is in there uh, that you can put on your bathroom mirror. You can print it out or you can also save it on your phone screensaver. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff in there. It's $47. So it's really a great investment at the start of your pregnancy journey. There's also fantastic books out there too. Some of my favorites are Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage by Rachel Reed. And I also love The Complete Australian Guide to Pregnancy and Birth by Sophie Walker and Jodie Wilson. Sophie also has a podcast, Australian Birth Stories, which is excellent and can be really helpful at building our knowledge and hearing about all different kinds of experiences. I recorded my birth story and shared it on there with Sophie a few months ago. So you can always go and check out that episode if you are interested, but that's a great, great podcast and a great book. So that is my three top strategies for supporting your mindset in the first trimester. I hope it's been helpful on your journey Remember that we don't have to wait until we're further along in pregnancy to start working on our mindset. The first trimester is so exciting, but also can be quite challenging. And our mindset can play a really big role in how we feel and how we approach everyday life. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. All the best on your pregnancy journeys. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and if you're enjoying the podcast I would be ever so grateful if you could rate and review on your favorite podcast player see you next week